Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Cyber Law Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Pollock, cybersecurity attorney at McDonald and Hopkins. McDonald Hopkins, there we go. Um, as always, keep those questions, calls, comments coming. Uh, call me at 410-917-5189 or email me at spollock, that's P as in Paul, O-L-L-O-C-K, uh, at mcdonaldhopkins.com. Uh, been a busy couple of weeks, was at Net Diligence for the uh, cyber insurance, cyber security, cyber legal conference. Uh, basically, everything you can imagine with cyber is rolled into this conference. It's a great time. Yeah, uh, intelligence does a wonderful job. And today, I want to talk about cloud-based IR because selfishly, I was on a panel talking about cloud-based IR. And there was a lot of good information shared by the panelists, by my fellow pan panelists. Um, and so I thought it was pertinent to kind of bring this to you all. So we're talking about cloud-based IR. I want you to think about cloud-based providers, anybody out there that you contract with to push your data out that is hosted somewhere else, hosted on the cloud, right? The bigger players, the AWSs, the Azure, Azures, uh, Microsoft, Google, those are all qualifying as cloud-based providers. And we're talking about cloud-based IR. Um, that basically means how are we going to be dealing with a breach when it happens in the cloud, because that's certainly coming and the challenges that are gonna come with it. So I want you to imagine a breach that happens with a cloud-based provider and how complicated that becomes. From a customer uh, perspective, you're dealing with a provider now that's got thousands, thousands of other customers that are impacted. So where do you fall in the pecking order there? You know, Where do you fall in terms of getting information? How are you gonna get information? How are you gonna get backed up how are you going to get back up and running? Do you have some backups that aren't cloud dependent? How are you going to start prying into their forensics? Do you want to dive into their forensics? Do you want to try to take control? I mean, I can guarantee you if it's an AWS, you're not going to be getting any control. You're just going to take the information they give you. But it's understanding that if this happens, you need to have that backup plan in place. And as a cloud-based provider, you know, beyond the AWS of the world, the smaller ones, the question is, how are you going to handle thousands or hundreds of customers coming to you that are impacted, that are down, that want information, that want to know what's happening? Are you ready to handle that many questions, that many concerns? How are you going to handle it forensically? You know, the collection of the logs, too, is a lot more difficult because of how spread out we are with this. You know, the environment is so much more complex than just having one server on-premise. So there's a lot of arguments out there being made that you know, your on-prem server is more vulnerable and you know, it's cheaper, but that doesn't mean you should be using, you should be using cloud, cloud's more secure. It is, but the downsides of the cloud is that you have so much less control over what's happening. Um, so while there's definitely arguments against using an on-prem server, there's definitely pros too, because you're in control of that information rather than having someone else where you have no control. Things I advise customers of cloud-based services to do is really try to negotiate contractual obligations. Once again, if you're dealing with an AWS, you're not going to get contractual clauses in there that are favorable. But if you have a smaller one, you might be able to start nipping at that contract to protect you, to get to the front of the line for notifications, to get to the front of the line for investigations, to do anything you can to really try to button yourself up. Um, and it's hard, though. 
you know, once again, we're in a world, we're in a hyperclick world. We're in a practical over security world. So it's much more practical, much easier to use that cloud-based service provider rather than do it on-prem. Um, and I can understand that, but I can guarantee you moving forward, you know, looking at cyber insurance, cyber insurers are definitely going to start looking into this more and more because the second one of these cloud-based providers gets exploited and there's huge losses, then they're going to turn around and start talking to customers and insurers and want to know what you're doing to protect yourself and protect that data. And they're going to really get intensive on that application. And they potentially will be disclaiming you if you're not, one, representing what you should be representing, even if it's unknowingly, or if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. So a lot of things to keep in mind, you know, moving forward. Uh, the next part that I wanted to briefly touch on is Indiana and their continued uh, advancement of their data protection, data security, data notification law. And one big thing to know is that they've now instituted a time frame of 45 days. Well, the notification's got to go out within the most reasonable time possible, but no later than 45 days. This kicks in July 1st, 2022. Very important because the Indiana Attorney General will come back and talk to you about these things after you do notification. They do care about their time frames for their citizens and their state residents. So it's definitely something to be mindful about. Once again, this goes back to the preparation, being prepared to handle a breach, being prepared to know what parties you're going to incorporate, having all those ducks in a row. So when it happens, you're able to jump on it and demonstrate that you did it within the most reasonable time possible. So that's it for today. Uh, lots of exciting things coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, advising awards are next week. Very interested to see what uh, people um, are lucky enough to get those awards. And I'll be checking back soon. But in the meantime, keep those questions, comments, calls coming. 410-917-5189. Or email me at spollock at mcdonaldhopkins.com. Uh, everyone out there, have a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening.